Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode features Cleveland, Ohio-based muralist Lisa Quine. I really enjoyed my chat with Lisa. She has this positive energy that comes from someone who has just come out of the thick of building her business, already have figured out so many things while at the same time she's still in it and growing. And we chatted about her unique pricing strategy, about how she came about this, her standard way of doing things now after years of experience. And she was an open book on money. And I know how much we all like to talk about that. So I think you'll like this. But we even unexpectedly got onto the subject of juggling work with new motherhood a topic favorite of mine lately, when I realized that she too was expecting a baby very soon. Our chat goes a little bit of everywhere. I think you're going to like it, but let me know what you think about this week's episode with Lisa Quine. Hey there, I am here with Lisa. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to get to know you. I was creeping your Instagram right before this again, and your lettering is amazing and just so much color. And I, I just love everything you do. So how did you get started? Can you give us a little snapshot into how you got to where you are today? Yeah, the cliff notes, basically. I have always loved art. It's it's the one thing I did really gravitate towards growing up in high school. I took it a little more seriously. And I knew that's what I wanted to study in college. But I also graduated high school in 2008 when the economy wasn't doing so well. So I thought graphic design was the answer to like stay in art, but also like maybe guarantee a job after graduation, because who knows at that point where the world was going. Fast forward like four years, learning what graphic design even was, learning what typography was. I always did have a fascination in with lettering. I just didn't know what it was. Like I would doodle. I was definitely emo in high school. I doodled lyrics on like in my notes and stuff all throughout high school and college, but college is where I learned typography. So I could refine like that hobby a little bit more. And so after graduation, I got a job in advertising as an art director, like kind of continued on the track where I thought I would just like, you know, be in advertising forever. And maybe eventually become a creative director. But I started doing lettering on the side and I would post it on Instagram. People would ask me like, oh, can you do this like wedding shower gift for a friend? And all these small, small commissions by friends and family eventually turned into bigger projects like magazine publications and stuff. So this is all outside of my full-time job. And because I think Cleveland is such a, it's a big city with a small town feel, I was able to quickly like build a network of people. And I do love networking events. So I try to get my name out there as much as possible. And all these commissions turned into murals. And eventually I was getting married and I landed a six wall mural. And I thought it was just a sign from the universe to try to do this like full time. I had the comfort zone of um, if I fail, like at least I'm married, I have healthcare and all that. And um, I did save like a ton of money too, because I was so paranoid and scared to go full time freelance. I did that back in 2017. And I've been working for myself ever since. (laughs) 
Wow. And and yeah, no, that that was a great snapshot into (laughs) a wall of everything. So, (laughs) okay. And what's the biggest project that you've worked on so far? Well, I don't know about biggest, but the most insane experience. So I went full-time freelance in 2017. Two years later in 2019, Cleveland had a contest or call to artists about we're celebrating our sister city partnership with this small city in France, Rouen, France. And (laughs) you get like, send us three pictures of murals you've done. And we'll pick like someone in France, will pick someone to go and paint, like collaborate with our French artists. So they picked me. I don't know why. (laughs) Like I didn't have a ton of experience or like a huge portfolio, but I think they like the vibrant colors and they like that. Um, I did lettering. So the French artist painted this like very colorful background and I just had to go and letter over it and kind of like interweave with their design. But like, that was the first time I've ever been overseas, like never been to Europe or anywhere pretty much besides Canada. And so I was over there for two weeks. I didn't speak any French. They didn't really speak English, the artists. So, but they were just such nice, cool guys. But yeah, it was the most wild thing I've ever done. And I, that was the highest mural. It was on the side of a gymnasium and I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> At one point I'm painting like the highest letter that's close to the top of the building and their lift hit mine like on accident. They kind of gave it a love tap. And I thought that was the, it for me. I was like, okay, I'm a god. <laughs> What a note to end that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I would I would have peed my pants up there. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, that was an unforgettable experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. They they didn't hardly speak English too. You're like, okay, you want what? I guess I guess pictures show what they want. Right. They picked out the quote. It was uh, all colors are beautiful. And it was just like a nice inclusive saying it was short, so yay for me. <laughs> But um, yeah, I like do everything on the iPad. So I took a picture of what they painted and like, or their design. And I quickly just like lettered over it. They're like, yeah, we like that. So whoops, sorry. It was nice and easy. <laughs> That's awesome. I also use the iPad. Do you use uh, Procreate or what kind of? Yeah. I remember when everyone was first starting, like buying the Apple Pencil and the iPad and like everyone was on Procreate. So they kind of like have the monopoly on the business, right? Like, I don't know anyone that uses anything else besides maybe Adobe Draw, but everyone uses Procreate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have you found that knowing how to letter has given you any kind of like upsell into anything? Because you mentioned that, you know, you got this because you think it's because you had lettering skills. And I found that because I know how to do straight lines or even like certain kind of calligraphy it's helps me it's given me a leg up that that's what I'm saying do you feel like that has the same for you absolutely I mean you there's a bunch of artists here in the community and I feel like everyone has their own style or like niche and like lettering it kind of separates myself from other artists in competition so that's always been nice but like it feels weird because letters are just shapes if you could draw a shape you could draw a letter uh, I know there's like typography that goes into curting and like what font style to use and stuff but at the end of the day it's just shapes <laughs> <laughs> it is but it's so intimidating at first I feel like it's almost a different kind of mindset it's like almost like a math mindset for doing like spacing and all the things but yeah <laughs> yeah I see what you mean like 
trying anything for the first time is going to be a little intimidating, but once you do it, like, even if you just start small in a journal, like that's where I got my start (laughs) and you can eventually scale up, especially with a projector. Yeah. Especially with a projector. Yeah. My, my handwriting is actually not very good at all. Is your, mine is terrible. Mine is chicken scratch. Like that's the most ironic thing. Like I have terrible penmanship. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like a different thing. It's like you're doing, you're like doing art instead of doing, instead of handwriting, I guess. Like focusing instead of jotting down the shopping list. (laughs) Yeah. So where do a lot of your customers come from nowadays? I should be doing a lot more follow-up. Like I highly recommend at the end of the project or at the beginning of the project, ask, how did you find me? But for some reason, I'm always focused on, oh, what artwork do you want? Where do they find me? I mean, I guess Instagram, word of mouth, like, and murals are really good billboards for your work. And so a lot of projects have come from like, oh, I saw your mural over here and I wanted something similar like that for our office. So it's like almost like the work itself too, like in real life, it's a good advertisement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And how, so say I come to you and I'm like, Hey, I saw your work over there on this other building. I want to create a mural for my business. It's 20 foot by 20 foot and I want a certain kind of design. How do you price? So (laughs) learning from experience, I used to break everything out. Like if you want eight colors, it'll be like this per gallon. No, I have since moved away from this model. (laughs) Like the sketch is going to be this many hours because I, I do break things down simple, medium, complex, like in those three buckets for the design because my murals are like all over the place, especially with lettering. Like some people just want the logo. Some people want a little more. And so I used to do like, okay, it'll be eight hours. My hourly rate's this. So that's just the design. And then the mural itself, the installation is this per square foot. Like I said, the paint is this fee. Like there's all these other fees, maybe travel. I've since moved away from that model. Like I'll I'll separate travel costs, but, um, I put everything into square footage now and I usually stay within like 20 to $30 per square foot based on simple, medium, complex. Okay. Okay. That's, okay. So if I, I'm saying that I have a 20 by 20, let's just do these easy 10 by 10 foot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, I want it to be medium. That's typically $25 per square foot. 25. If it, yeah, especially if it's a 10 by 10, I try to keep it within the $25 range. If it's like the side of a building, I will tend to drop my prices a little bit because I don't know. I find that people, especially around Cleveland, don't really like to pay like the real prices that are around the whole country, basically. Like an LA artist, a New York artist is probably making bank on these giant murals, but uh, Cleveland, where the <laughs> cost of living's a little lower, I tend to drop my prices a little lower again because exposure is so good too. Like I sometimes need to be competitive that way. I've gotten projects just because my prices are a little low. So that's an internal battle I'm kind of dealing with too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we all are. And I saw you're booked until 2023, like spring of 2023, which for us recording right now is like six or so months away. So that's amazing. 
It's mainly because I'm expecting at the end of January. And oh my I God. Just, yeah, but when is your due date? Um, in November. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so coming up. That's so soon. Uh, <laughs> happy third trimester. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you too. Well, like you're you're in the second right now, right? Right. Yeah, right now I'm living the high life. Everything's going <laughs> smooth and I have energy back and stuff. But like this is our second kid. So after like living through the first one, I know I want to prioritize like being a mom for as long as I can. And so I'll probably take on small projects here and there or work on personal projects, like in between caring for a newborn, if I have the energy (laughs) and feel up to it. Yeah. I just wanted to like put it out there that I'm not really booking work right now. I've, I've got work up till the holidays and then January, maybe I'll take on stuff here and there, but who knows when this thing is coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh I don't like, how, do, how are you scheduling around that time? This is my first, so I don't know. So I have full of questions. I'm like, I'm all ears right now for you because you. this is your second. So yeah, I, I have a couple things planned for March and April and I've just kind of told them, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get bored or I, <laughs> I don't, what, what was it like for you? easing so, back into it. <laughs> so we moved to <laughs> Texas at the beginning of 2020. We bought a house, like we were house hunting because I was eight months pregnant when we moved. Of course. And, like, which is wild, wild times on our moving day. That's when our baby came. I was on all fours telling the movers like where to put the boxes and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I gotta go to the hospital. I think baby comes. And then it was that's when um the weekend the NBA shut down because of COVID and like it was March 2020 so COVID Ugh. hit and like it was just like a weird time in general. I was doing a lot of personal work though and I feel like I had a ton of like creative energy because we we're just sitting around the house. So um I was able I was fortunate to get a bunch like a handful of projects I could handle like uh doing a digital mural for a digital conference. <laughs> um, and I painted like hairbrushes for Aveda. So those two projects like were super helpful. But um, yeah, I wasn't really working all that much during the first year because it was COVID and because I had a newborn. <laughs> did, did you find that it helped you like have a sense of normalcy to work again? Or did like, how are you feeling? during? That Absolutely. Time? Like, yeah, you're putting all your energy into keeping this kid alive. And then they nap all the time. And so you're either napping during that time, catching up on sleep, or like, if you have nothing to do, you just like pick up a pencil and do art or like something to make you feel normal again. Like definitely me time, mommy time is treasured. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm sure like you seem very busy. I'm sure you'll have like, (laughs) you'll be able to work too. But I mean, you get to call the shots. You're your own boss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to go into this phase of unknown things. <laughs> yes. Are you having a girl or a boy? We know the gender, but we're not oh. announcing it yet. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> oh, that's so fun, though. That's how. So, how have you? Are you still able to like work as normal right now? Or very good question. <laughs> I had a terrible first trimester, but I was still working when I could. Like I brought every snack under the sun and like, cause I was feeling 
I don't know, some days I wanted a granola bar, some days I wanted like a bag of Fritos. Um, I was still working, but those three months were really, really rough. Just got to do what you got to do though. But it, it was a slow period. Now I'm like smooth sailing. I'm like, give me the projects. But um, I'm at a weird point where I have two projects that are like based around construction <laughs> schedules mm-hmm. and they keep getting delayed. So I'm staying busy. I'm like painting random stuff like paint cans and <laughs> just like you know, being a busy body because I'm like that nesting energy is hitting. And so yeah. I have like three personal projects going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we did the whole whole nursery thing not long ago. And I'm like, <laughs> we still have two months to go. And I'm like, can the baby be here yet? <laughs> right, right. The impatient uh. side. Yeah. <laughs> I just had someone come out and spray for spiders because I'm like, a spider might get my baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love court. it. I love it. <laughs> and I totally get it. <laughs> With your last one, when did you stop doing murals? Was it, did you paint up until, or was it like the last month? Or oh my gosh, no, it, it's crazy. So because we moved to Dallas, Texas, I did a lot of outreach. I tried this campaign where I said I would give you two hundred dollars if you referred me for a mural project because. Usually like a small mural project is like a thousand tops. So it would totally be worth it to pay someone $200 to get me, get my foot in the door, you know, and get a mural project. Didn't work. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's the second time I've like tried that campaign too. And I just like, people said, oh yeah, I would would love like 200 bucks. But um, it just, yeah, I thought it would entice a lot more people than it did. Like it's 200 free dollars just to say, shoot an email to your boss. (laughs) Anyway, I, then I sent 70 emails out to different companies. I found through like Instagram blogs and just like what to do around the city, like places to go. And so I would like follow that business and send them like, Hey, new in town. I do murals. Can I do one for you? And I ended up getting a project. I was like eight, nine months pregnant on a ladder, which I know is iffy, but it was in the deep Elm, which is a big neighborhood, like a really artsy neighborhood down there. And the people were really cool about it, but I had the baby like a couple of weeks after that. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting like right up to that. That's awesome. Okay. So you ended up getting that project though by sending out emails or how, how did you get projects in the beginning? So for outreach, it was just cold emails. I put together PDFs explaining I'm new in town. Here are my rates. I have somewhat of an Instagram following. So your business will benefit from like, just like my social media too. And, um, I, I thought too, like if they had a PDF to open and the email, like right then and there, instead of a link, like that was helpful too. It saved them some time. So I had a spreadsheet, all these like 70 companies, basically all of them were no, except for like two people that wrote back saying like, Oh my God, I love your artwork. Like we'd love to have you. And then one project actually came to fruition. Nice. Cause really all you need is one big one to pay the bills for a month or two. Exactly. Exactly. So I ended up having three total projects in Texas before we moved back home to Ohio. Oh, nice. Okay. Awesome. Do you have any more advice for artists who are just starting out in that area of like, they want to be a muralist and it's still a little intimidating to paint large scale, but they're learning and they, so they're just, just now getting their portfolio tips on getting. Business. Oh yeah. Definitely. Before you start a fam, I, 
I don't know what advice I could give for people that are like a little more later in life and like starting out. But I know in your twenties, you have like all this energy and like kind of like no fear of failing, maybe a little bit of fear, but like, you're just so young and full of life still. So like, use that energy, go out and like network, go to like the social networking gatherings and stuff. I know there's, (laughs) there used to be a lot of girl gang groups when I was coming up in my twenties. And I would like go to those meetings and just like, you know, talk to other female entrepreneurs. That was super helpful. I hired a business coach that was also helpful too. Just someone to tell you, okay, this you need to think about your numbers and this is how you do it. <laughs> like, yeah, just getting your name out there, posting as much as possible. I know that's super helpful for growing your TikTok and that's something I'm not doing right now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> a little busy with other stuff. Yeah, just like post. And if you're scared of putting yourself out there, like you need to somehow overcome that. Like, I think I never had that fear of sharing my artwork, even though like, it's so personal. And just like, I posted whatever, like sketches I've done and on the side and like your whole process, like from beginning to finish, people love seeing your process. So I'm trying to think, I, this is a lot of advice. Right? <laughs> I can <Yeah>. keep rambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything that you could think of that would be beneficial too. It's so. For murals specifically, like I know a huge issue is like, I've never painted a mural before. How do I get mural projects? Like just find something large, like buy a big chalkboard. Like I, there was, um, public chalk walls in Cleveland and I did a few of those and people saw them. So I've gotten a few projects just from doing these like giant chalk murals for fun, photoshopping your artwork on the side of buildings. So clients could kind of like see what they're getting too. That's super helpful. Yeah. Just starting to paint anything, really anything big, really for practice. Right. Right. (laughs) Or, or faking it with Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Procreate is getting pretty good nowadays. It looks pretty real. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Do you have any, I guess, crazy stories before we wrap it up that anything has happened? Lessons learned? Um... Oh, oh my God. Okay. So this has happened to me twice in almost like a year span. This is, I guess, a little more further down the road if you are a more experienced muralist. But um, I had two on the road, like murals. And before I got there, like I, I arrived and they're like, okay, you need to be covered business insurance wise up to $5 million, which is an insane amount of money. Like that's usually for like electricians and contract workers for construction people. And so... I spent like two full days waiting for approval, like calling insurance companies, making sure I got covered like $5 million, which it was, it was a nightmare basically. But, um, I I found a group, um, that would cover the umbrella like for 4 million. And they were like, okay, we'll like make an exception here. But I'm like, I talked to other artists who had the same client in different cities and they're like, oh no, like they were able to waive it like 1 million to 2 million is how usually what an artist or muralist gets covered yeah. for, for business insurance. But um, yeah, they were able to waive in their city and for some reason headquarters would not allow it for me. Lucky me. But um, yeah, you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. All of the weird business backhand stuff. You said 5 million. I was like, that seems excessive. <laughs> so excessive. But like for large construction companies or just like large, large companies, Sometimes they won't budge because those processes are like set in stone. 
<laughs> yeah. So I have a question. What's your schedule like? So do you, so for instance, I have a Mondays where I'm just no office or it's office days. I don't paint and I paint the rest of the week. Do you have like certain days that you do like that? Or what, what is like a 8am to 5pm day look like for you? Yeah. Back when I didn't have a family <laughs> and it was just me and my husband, I would work around the clock <laughs> and yeah. just like morning to night, but it was fun and I was learning and it was just like exciting getting new work. So if you can like, and you're enjoying it and not killing yourself, like definitely, I don't know, have fun with it and hustle to build your business. But once you get established, um, or have kids, like I work around the daycare schedule. Um, we send my daughter off, uh, Monday through Friday from eight to four. And then usually I'll hop on a little bit um, while she's in, in bed sleeping. So I do, I catch up a little at night, but um, it seems to work. And then on weekends, like I'll either work in, to catch up or just like take the time for family time. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I think my schedule is about to change like that. To like work around daycare. <laughs> like, okay, they allow him to come a certain time. So that's what we're going to do. Right. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mine was very similar to you as well. I would just around the clock up until recently. I'm just, and it's, it's fun. And then you get a burnout. Did, did you ever go through any kind of burnout or was it just like, go, go, go? <laughs> I like I'm a robot. Um, it was just go 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 for me, except for when I had kids and like or when I had my daughter. When we moved back to Ohio, I was hustling hard, and I eventually did go through burnout. But I think the burnout was mainly house hunting because the housing market sucked, <laughs> and so I think that that stress played into it. And hormones, hormones are just all over the place. I'm what? experiencing that recently. I'm yeah. Like, who, yeah. I, I've never experienced this side of myself. <laughs> this is different. I know. I just, I tend to, when stuff is going on like that, I tend to revert back to my 14 year old self, get really emo, but then my artwork gets a little better. I'm like I'm suffering for art. <laughs> <laughs> I, try to, yeah. I try to make it work <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the things there's so many so many juggling things like well it, it's also helpful to know that it's not it, this is temporary you know what you're going through all the hormones and stuff it's just all temporary and hopefully it'll be normal and your little bundle of joy will like make your day every day yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just now getting into like the real hormonal side and I'm just like yeah like yesterday specifically I just had a day where I've never happened that's never happened to me before when does that go away <laughs> like, <laughs> when does, like after like after fourth trimester type stuff or? oh my god <laughs> okay so next well after the third trimester you have your kid and then mm -hmm. the lack of sleep starts happening and so you're going through all of those emotions where you're just like shaking constantly because of sleep deprivation but it's like an emotional high too, because like every time they move, cough, hiccup, like you're like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's it's truly amazing. And you think you're you're going crazy because you probably are from lack of sleep, but it, it's all wonderful too. It's the hardest job in the world, but it's all worth it. Okay. Good to know. I needed to hear that. It's like or just hearing that it's normal for other people to feel oh. like you're insane. Like Yes. Yes. I'm like, 
I'm like developing like a codependency with my husband. We've never, we've been often very independent. Like I could do my stuff. I didn't do your stuff. Then we come together and we have fun. But like, now I'm like, wait, wait, don't leave. <laughs> I, like, I'm like, who am I? <laughs> I can relate to that so hard. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you looked at me weird. Why, why are you looking at me weird? <laughs> like, are you mad at me? What's wrong? Did I, you know? You don't love me like you used to. <laughs> I, I, it feels very much like the rom-com like phase. I don't know. Like where I'm overly emotional and, but it's all good. It's all good. And it's all worth it. And what you're going through is temporary. That's what okay. it's like my mantra. <laughs> okay. That's good. I'm like, well, I have my old self back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I bet motherhood will even make you a better person. So okay. not, that, not that you need it. I'm just... <laughs> perspective so, yeah. changes and everything I needed to hear that okay, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> but it's also I'm I'm interested to see like if your style changes at all or Ooh. how your mirror like how it affects your murals and stuff oh yeah it's just exciting to see <laughs> when did it did that affect did that happen to you and when did it happen if it did I just thought like okay I don't want motherhood to feel like a setback because in a lot of ways it could like you're putting your career on hold for Mm -hmm. to raise this kid and so what I did I tried to fix my goals like it used to be I'm gonna try to do as many murals as I can per year this past year I was like okay I'm not gonna go for like a number I'm just gonna go for like artistic development and try to do like a lot more detailed murals than usual so if you do like I'm looking at my artwork and (laughs) <laughs> to try to, re- I have to have it up on screen so I remember what I do because pregnancy brain. But um, yeah, like over the years, it used to be really simple and really graphic, and sometimes they still are. But I have been trying to push myself to use more colors, make it a little more realistic, explore different styles. Like, how do I develop as an artist? So, yeah, I think grow? that's the change. Yeah, how do you grow? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm using a lot more blue and less pink lately. So that's different. <laughs> like, like where'd the up. glitter go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about it. I wasn't even expecting all the motherhood stuff, but it's just good to just talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shoot me a DM whenever too. Like I know it's, it could be lonely too. I, I went through a lot of uh, loneliness, probably because of COVID, but it's always helpful to say like, Hey, this is normal. We Googled everything to under the sun. Like the baby's doing this. Am I failing as a parent? No, no, that's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Phase of life. Thank you again for coming on and just talking all the things and we will keep in touch. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. And it's just so exciting talking to a new, like a soon to be mom and congrats on everything. And I hope everything goes smoothly and you have a good baby that sleeps through the night soon. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I hope so too. We're just going to put that out there. Yeah. Um, also one thing, when, where's the best place for people to like stalk you online? I'm definitely most active on Instagram. So Same. if anyone has a question on anything, I respond to DMs with an day pretty much um so you can find me at at lisa underscore quine that's q-u-i-n-e and um yeah that's it <laughs> lisa quine okay i'm glad you you pronounced that okay i i get a ton of different pronunciations it's a weird one so i have i've heard everything <laughs> <laughs> perfect awesome okay we'll have a great rest of your monday thank you you too
And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. And if you like hearing interviews just like this in your ear, if they inspire you, then I want to encourage you to go download the audible version of my new book, Mural Money. It's a condensed version of basically all of the best of the best tips given here on the podcast from guests, plus my own words of wisdom to help you get started in any art industry, plus stories of some hard lessons learned that I have never told before. You can pick up a copy at muralmoney.com. And again, I highly recommend the Audible version. I put a lot of tender love and care to make sure the Audible was extra special. It had some extra goodness in there. And it's really for any artist, but especially those wanting to make a profit from a paintbrush. Muralmoney.com. That's it. I'll see you next week.